0: Welcome to Voices of Taos. My name is Laura Martin-Baseman, and I'm the producer of this new podcast from the Taos News. Every week, we will be bringing you a voice from our Taos community. For our first episode, our host is the Tempo Editor, Lynn Robinson, and her guest is Robert Mirabal. This is Lynn Robinson. I am the editor of Tempo at the Taos News, and welcome to Voices of Taos. And our guest today is Robert Mirabel. Robert is a Grammy Award winning musician. He is an actor, an activist, a flute maker, and um, currently he's involved in more projects than uh, any of us can keep up with. Welcome, Robert. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you for being here.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Congratulations on the podcast.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, a new project for us, but we are trying to get it off the ground, and I think it's wonderful that we have you here with us today. Yeah. You've got a lot going on. Mm. For the last year or so, since uh, post-pandemic, you've been working on a really fascinating cultural exchange program with... Uh, 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 artists and activists from Peru. Can you talk to us a little about that?
1: Yeah, this this group started probably um, a really good friend of mine that I met maybe about pff, close to 25 years ago, 30 years ago maybe. And um, we were both hustling our little cassettes on Bent Street at the Moby Dickens. And I met Roman Discada. And I invited him to the Pueblo that summer, and he saw a lot of the ceremonies, spent time with us, and helped me lay adobes on one of the village houses. And um, that's kind of when the dream came. I always wanted to see what Peru was like. I've always had a dream of going into South and Central America, all those places. So I was still young and really vibrantly wanting to see what the world was about. And that's kind of where the dream began, and then finally, um, I mean, what's been happening? We had both had families, and I've been into Peru several different times at, by that time, and but we always wanted to bring an ex- type of exchange program that um, features a lot of the artists and the youth of um, South America, mainly of the Sacred Valley of the um, the people of the quechua and the the Aymaru and then the different people of that of the this, that area and so they've been planning on it for many years and so finally it's pretty unprecedented that that they, they, they all 30 of them got their their um, visas and so they came up this summer and they were here for a month and they visit mostly northern new mexico and they got as far as Acoma. And um, they spend time in the fields sharing stories, talking stories, (laughs) digging dirt.
0: Now, when you say they spend time in the fields, I I don't know if many people know this, but now they will. Robert is also a farmer (laughs) among everything else that he does. He's a farmer (laughs) and you are also a collector of heritage corn seeds from all over the Americas.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, I... It's just, that's what I was raised to be. I mean, ultimately, if you take all the little hoopla's out, including school, education, everything, I was just raised to be a farmer. I was raised by my grandparents, my my mom's side, Juan and Crucita, and um, that's all they knew. They knew of bartering, they knew of trade, they knew of love of the land and that they always said, you know, we, we are corn people. And if we lose this, we die. And it, so it's instilled in us that um, in most pueblos from here all the way down into Terro del Fuego, we are corn people. We are corn culture that, you know, we all have our stories of where it originated, how our stories originated. And there is no borderline. It's sad to say that even Native people think of um, people in Central America or South America as being f- from another place. But in actuality, we are from one place. And so I grew up farming and I applied a lot of my my, um, my upbringing as a musician and, a, and as, a, um, as a business person. I have applied it to um, how I grew up with um, what agriculture is about. I hyphenate agriculture because that's what it is. It's a culture. And if it can teach you, it can teach you about business. It can teach you about your spirit. It can teach you about your emotions. It can teach you about family. So, and then some people they say, say, well, you got to save these seeds and we're going to start a seed bank. I, I never really understood that. And then it's like, save them for what? Save them for when? You just plant them. That's how you save them. You reciprocate that every single year, and so since I was a baby, I have never not seen a or experienced being part of a of seed being put into the ground. That's our seed bank. That's how we've cultivated seeds for thousands and thousands of years. Is we planted it,
0: keeping them alive.
1: Yeah, I don't put it in a freezer and send it to Antarctica.
0: Yeah,
1: plant it, and so. I've applied that in my in my business. So I've um created a lot of music and and met a lot of different people through agriculture.
0: Now you grew up at the pueblo with your grandparents. Mm-hmm. And uh as a young boy, you had a, a a music teacher in Taos who really was a huge influence on you, correct? Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know if she's still there at the Pueblo. Her name was Martha Ostreich, and um, she played 40 different instruments. So every year we had the opportunity to, to um, experience. We, st- we would all start out with tonettes, really little recorders playing ferro yeah. um, <laughs> and learning about music from other cultures and all around the world. And then we would go in the piano, guitar, saxophone, flutes, clarinets, all kinds of instruments. And we formed a band when I was about 12, 13 years old, a Martian band that was collectively just, we called it the Northern New Mexico, let's see, the Native American band of Northern New Mexico. And it was all, it was um, the the. The, from Santa Fe up all those, the Pueblos wow. so we got invited to go to the Cherry Blossom Festival and so we were all excited we raised money and we all went out there in two, two buses and so that was my experience as a at a very young age learning about what touring is about on a bus <laughs> and, and, and
0: soon after that you would be touring even more with the, the dance troupe you were a part of I don't yeah. know how many people are aware that you're a dancer as well
1: well to to grow up on the pueblo you you dance, so you that's that's what you do you farm, you dance, you sing, you play, and you pray ceremony is based on all that praying dancing singing and and hopefully that reciprocates into the children so I mean the whole thing about this is um I know you said that there's this it's Native American Heritage Month and it's 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 those those months are specifically originated for certain times for certain people but for us it's it's continuous. We've been we're collectively involved you know those of us that want to be involved in a cultural way of life that is all the time that runs in cycles of Five cycles of 10 cycles of 12 and so we're to be authentic is 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 i think what's most important for people and i think that's what we try to i think that's why these these type of months are created we're losing authenticity and we're losing community and i think we need to remind ourselves on a on a more of a international and national level But for us, it's just, it's who we are. There's not a day that we are not in some ceremony. There's not a day that, to be authentic, there's not a day on Pueblo land that there is not prayer. And there's so many different people that, why are we the only culture that are being emulated into and imitated? (laughs) It's 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 ridiculous. It's 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 funny. I hear it a lot, and so I find that I'm asking that question: How am I authentic? What is my authentic soul? Just to say you're Taos Pueblo or just to say you're native is not enough. I think to live and breathe it is is so important, and that's that's a really difficult path to to walk because it's we're not living the way that we used to, like my exactly. grandparents did. We're not living in the barter system. And that's when it it's switched. That's when life switched for us.
0: And truthfully, you're a man who's walking with a foot in two worlds. You're walking with you're, – you're in fully in your own world, a, a product of thousands of years of a continuum. Yeah, these. Yeah, your moccasins. Two. And, <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> and, and you're also highly functioning – in our modern civilization.
1: Whatever that means. Whatever that means. Yeah.
0: How do you balance the
1: two? I, I really don't try. I just love the moment. I love the moment. And that moment could be in Andalusia or that moment could be in ceremony with my kiva brothers those elements are not separate i am who i am and i live and breathe those things and so it's it's i think if you see it from a from a from a different perspective if you saw if i saw myself up on a hill and saw that oh yeah he is living two different <laughs> worlds i i never really have separated those two elements I think it's important not to separate those two elements. Because then we kill one for the other.
0: We'll be back to Voices of Taos after a quick message from our publisher. Hello, I'm Chris Baker, the publisher of the Taos News. I hope you're enjoying the latest episode of Voices of Taos. Our talented staff works hard to bring you the best in local news and entertainment And we couldn't do it without your support. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the Taos News. If you're already a subscriber, thank you so much. By subscribing, you have 24-hour access to our online edition and receive the paper delivered to your home or business. And you also get 25 magazines covering the finest of northern New Mexico, including Taos Women, Tradicionists, and the best of Taos. To start your subscription, visit us at taosnews.com today, and I appreciate your support. So, uh, Robert, you're currently scoring a four-part Hulu series. Can you talk to us a little about that?
1: Yeah, it's it's a docu-series based on um, Anime Akwash. Anime Akwash or Anime Pico, who um, was an activist back in the 1970s who was originally um, of Mi'kmaq descent. And they moved, her and her sister moved into Boston, and then that's... And... That was one of the first times she was in the city, and she um, married, had two kids, and then around that time, the American Indian movement was getting really, really huge among a lot of, well, not just that, but it was um, the Chicano movement was going on. The black, you know, heritage, the, the the culture of the inner city of the of the dark people were really, really going out and saying, "Hey, we belong in this country too." and so a lot of that was happening around the same time everything from literature to everything from film everything was just kind of popping and and being questioned and so the american indian movement got involved in in many different um um political aspects and and asking questions to for to people and so this is a docu series that is pretty fierce because um she was murdered and nobody knew what happened so it's based around the kind of like the murders that took place in and around that time it's a lot it has a lot to do with um Dennis Banks has a lot to do with um John Trudell, um has a lot to do with all those guys Clyde Bellacord and and um uh oh, jeez keep forgetting his name that homeboy that really loved—he was an act, He became an actor afterwards. But um, all those, all those men that and women that were involved at that time, it wounded and, knee, yeah, specifically, wounded specifically. Knee. yeah. And so, um, so they say that only a few people died, but they're counting that there's over hundred and sixty some people that have not been um, properly um, investigated to this very day. And so one of them was anime, and so the whole docuseries is based on that, and it's huge. It is intense, man. The amount of um, work that these producers and directors have done, it, they've they've dug out stuff like recordings of, of, of Nixon, they've recordings of um, – the people of the, the goon squad they call them the the people that were involved mm-hmm. in there the, the police the the detectives the doctors the coroners all of them that were involved and there is some raw and rare footage that is just amazing and so we've been kind of working on this um for maybe about a maybe a little under a year for me but they've been working on it for about 3 years trying to get all these different things and man, to turn that into an actual four-part series is pretty intense. So um, it started out with um, the director Yvonne Russo, who is um, from South Dakota. And I had worked with um, um, Janie Myers, who is a Comanche descent, who worked on was a producer for Prey. And Prey was a sci-fi for, for those of you that are sci-fi buffs. And I did some soundscape work for it, and they were at a at a premiere for this film last year. And they were like, "Do you know a native composer that would would be interested in doing something like this?" And goes, "Yeah, Robert, he'll do it." And he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah." <laughs> so that's kind of how the story came about. It's it's kind of like who you know. At at some point, it just that's just what your life becomes. It's like if you're ready for it, then that person will say, "Okay, this name." And so I've done two of them already, and the first one was the most difficult one, because that's where you really um, create characterization through music. Yeah. And music cannot be overwhelmed. You know I'm used to an AB a, structure, a, a lyrical form, a rhythmic form, a, a um, form of music that is more um, audible that when people listen to it they they can relate to the rhythm they can relate to the to the to the melody but film work is way different way different um film work is is it's a it's a psychological auditory expression of what you're watching and you can change an energy just by what key progressions you use and so it's um it's it's pretty intense process
0: and exciting and 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 wonderful for a this this thing like you. is going
1: to win some awards and they just they just submitted the first one to um to sundance film festival oh, fantastic. so oh, congratulations. um once once they get picked up it's going to that's when they say, you need it now, you need it now, you need it now so I work with a lot of math it's interesting <laughs> i it's um and that you know, it's the funny thing about it is our culture is based on a lot of math, and so to see the evolution of my life as a musician is based around counting bars or watching bars go and counting bars. It's 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 interesting. It's I. I it,
0: they say you know, math and music are very
1: connected. Big time, man. Yeah. And, and I mean the like the band that I have now is just they're fully oriented in in. In, in jazz, and it's it's really awesome.
0: Yeah, exciting. And so, um, so you've got that going on. And then uh, a little bird tells me that you are uh, starring in a movie.
1: Yeah, this one is is pretty intense too. <laughs> it's um it's a, it the the director and producer um, they did a film about twenty some years ago with um it, it's like a, a a cab driver is in LA and it and it turned into like a kind of a cult classic and then the director decided to write a second part to it and it's more it's a travel sh- um kind of a a film it starts in LA and it ends in um in page arizona and the majority of it is just me and the, the, the cab driver. And so there's a lot of dialogue very cleverly written. And that's one of the reasons why I chose it is because it, it's really challenging. It's hugely challenging to, 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 um, to create that much dialogue and that much energy just between the two people. Absolutely. And to keep that solid on screen. So the the writer is pretty amazing. And then, um, so that's what I've been doing too, is um, just memorizing lines, create characterization, and then, and just, I've never believed that I could, um, like, I feel like um, if you're ready for something, it falls in your lap whether and and that's how i think relationships on any level happens whether it's a relationship to land whether it's a relationship to animals relationship to another person or a relationship to your business and to your own vitality i think it lands on you do you say well it's unexpected well this is everything you've worked on everything you've ever done has given you this challenge and so I received those challenges
0: now this is not the first um, film you've made you have uh, uh, acted in many yeah that's uh, what films I started and, uh, yeah.
1: I as a kid that's what I that's what I wanted to do but i I didn't want to really be a film actor I want I was more interested in stage I was interested in stage productions I was interested in and I studied that in, in Oklahoma, in Northeastern, while I was doing summer stock, I studied everything from lighting design to directing to um, playwright to simply stage combat and choreography.
0: And that serves you well in your performances on stage, which... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, 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 that's what I know. I know production.
0: And you're a terrific performer. And we are so blessed here in Taos to be able to see you every year uh, uh, during your holiday event at the TCA. And we have another one coming up next month.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, December 2nd. And, um, you know, I think this is the 30th one that we're going to do.
0: Unbelievable. It's incredible. And we're going to give away two tickets to a very lucky (laughs) listener. Um, So uh, they need to send an email to tempo at tausnews.com with subject matter Robert Mirabel. And we will draw randomly the week before the show and announce on our social media the winner.
1: Oh, good deal. Yeah, that's an exciting show. I it's um, it's a show that we would we would go and the reason we started doing those is because we would go always go on tour in the fall and then come back home and that would be our last show. So this time, I I have to do way more. I'll be in Arizona filming, then I come home to do this show, then I go back to Arizona f- to film some more.
0: Very busy. Yes. And uh, does Robert Mirabal get any rest at the end of the day?
1: Uh, yeah, I sleep good.
0: Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear. Thank you, Robert. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Yeah,
1: thank you, and good luck with this. I think it's um, it's right time.
0: And lots of blessings and luck to you, too. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Voices of Taos a podcast by The Taos News. This episode was produced by Laura Martin Baseman. Music by Miles Bonnie. Please join us next week for another
1: episode of Voices of Taos.